word, says the right thing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a, what a presence. We are so blessed. We are so blessed. Amen. To have what we have and to know what we know. Amen. To have a church. Amen. That gives us liberty. And not only gives us liberty, but creates. See, we have the ability to create. Amen. Amen. An atmosphere where other folks who don't quite understand uh, about worship and about praise, but they can move into uh, a, a praise atmosphere or walk into it, and it's already here. But see, we've been praying all week, and we've been believing God all week and talking to God all week about, Lord, you know, help us to be able to have a, a, a moving service, let your presence be there. And, and of course, you get that in praise and worship. And, and so uh, we're just blessed to have that. Have you ever been in a place where it was just like uh, real quiet and you're afraid to breathe very deeply because it might make too much noise and you'd attract attention to you? Couldn't hardly move your feet. You couldn't, certainly you could, didn't want to cough because it just... That's a misconception. I want to talk about it a little bit today. This might be preaching or teaching. I always like to have a little bit of the meat of the word in our, even if it's preaching, all right? Uh, but uh, help us understand these things. Uh, otherwise, you know, we'll just be a weirdo church off the deep end, too noisy, uh, the whole, whole bit. But, but I think the scripture that we can quote and we've worn out, I can't get away from it, but it is a truth. Somebody said, we've heard that before. Okay, when we get it, then I'll quit preaching it. All right. John, chapter number four and verse 24. And all of you, everybody in here, even the Sunday school kids could quote this this part, but we've because you've heard me quote it and read it. Amen. But there's a reason for this. Amen. God is a spirit. Y'all there? God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you about the power of praise and worship. The power of praise and worship. Now there's power in the word. Power in the word. And because now notice he did say spirit and truth. He didn't say just spirit and he didn't say just truth. This is where we mess up. This is where we can go wrong. As Christians, as good people, it was what we do. But he said, this is Jesus speaking, amen, to the woman that had her life all messed up, amen, married five times and living with somebody that wasn't her husband. And the, the definition of that is adultery, okay, that's what that is. And the Bible said all adulterers, all fornicators, all liars, drunks, didn't have alcoholics back in those days because they didn't have the meetings. Okay, it's just drunks. Shall have their part in the lake of fire. That's just where they're going. That's what Jesus said, okay? All right? And so, but he was speaking to a woman that had a life, but that's who Jesus came for. That's who he, somebody says, I just don't have my life all together. Well, you need Jesus. He'll help you get it together. That's what he does. You don't come to God in perfect condition. You come just like you are. You come with the mess that you've made out of your life with the misconceptions about God and about everything else. People don't know how to have a marriage, know nothing about any of that, all right? But that's all that Jesus did. He proved to us, not with just what he said, but he proved to us, amen, by how he lived, what he was about. And here he was at the well with a woman that had her life all messed up, amen. So just because you don't know a lot, Amen. Doesn't mean you get, no, no, you come to Jesus with what you have and who you are, and then you go from there. Amen. Hallelujah. I have to say this to us, and this is redundant, and this is like an echo to you. Worship is the one connection between heaven and earth. If I didn't know how to worship, I'd be trying to figure out how to get somebody to teach me. Is that clear enough and plain enough? Because worship is our connection. It is the one connection. 
It's the road that leads to where God is. Amen. Worship, amen, is the road between, or it's the connection between heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Y'all want to talk about that just a little bit? Because this will help us. Amen. This will put joy. This will connect us up with peace. Listen, did you ever, did you ever uh, have the, you know, the, the light come on about us? Anything. It could be, you know, when you're in the third grade and, it, 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 you know, and you're dealing with, or the fourth or fifth, whatever it was, you start dealing with fractions and then, and then you're getting ready for algebra. And, all, and finally, you know, it's just like, this is just like, just, everything on this page looks like one big glob. None of it makes sense. And then it starts, you have a teacher or instructor that points out this and finally the, oh, yeah, isn't that a good feeling? You're like, oh, I can do this. This is exactly what can happen here. Religion is so messed up, so off track. It was in Jesus' day. Amen. And he came there, and see, they were already calling good evil and evil good. They already had it backwards. He would heal, the, he would raise the dead, heal the sick, do all of that, and they still didn't like him. Why? Because he didn't fit in the same rut that they were in. That's what religion can do for you today. You almost sound like I'm against religion. I'm not against religion. I'm against false religion. That's where tradition and all that leads. Just because you got religion, it doesn't really mean a lot. I want an experience with God. I want a relationship with God. I want a friendship with God. I want communion with him. His spirit his spirit, the Bible said, will lead and guide us into all truth. Did it say that? It did say that. All right, hallelujah. Look around and smile at somebody. Amen. Shake their hand. Be nice. Amen. I'll let you be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. Does that all feel like we're forgetting something? Maybe we're not. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving to the... Uh, the, the restroom renovation and then we're going to eventually get to the platform. I think it's all right, but we're just getting tired of looking at it. It's been like years. And so thank you if you contribute to this. And oh, by the way, Sister Kim, Brother Marvin, he knows about all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's an engineer, okay? So so uh, he did tell me I'm not letting you off the hook, all right? <laughs> he could probably help us out here because sometimes we kind of go in circles around here. But thank you for everything you do for this church. We do not take it for granted, and uh, we'll just put it to good use. And uh, and again, thank you, thank you. Great, this is a great opportunity for us to learn some some things here about worship. Something like, man, I've heard all about worship. We do worship, you know. No, no, we hadn't heard all about. It. Listen, listen. No other tie. Amen. Or any other avenue. I'm, I know them narrowing this down because I know we we like to be very broad and selective, and we like to be the ones who choose. And may, we we live in America, okay? And so some of that's rubbed off on us, and we don't nobody telling us. No, no, we just don't be telling me that. No, 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 no other way, no other avenue exists by which man can get to God. Right. Stick with me right here. Amen. I, I did my homework on this, have done it for quite a while. Amen. There's, there's not a more grave, and I'm, I'm building a little platform here where some of you will straighten up and listen because I'm narrowing this down for a reason, for a purpose. I can just throw out a bunch of stuff that we all agree with, and we'll all say, woo, wasn't that good? We all felt good. Or I can just bring this down to make you study a little bit. Make you think about it just a little bit more. There is not a more grave or more serious teaching in God's word than what I'm talking about right now. The power of praise and worship, all right? There's nobody that doesn't want power. There's nobody that doesn't want authority over a lot of things, all right? Well, this is where it is right here. I say this because most Christianity, most of Christianity has missed the value Amen. Of this treasure of truth. I mean, altogether missed it. Because when somebody gets to shout and you hear Christians, I rub shoulders with all flavors and all styles of Christians. And I wouldn't doubt their experience with God. I'm not, I would never say they don't have anything. I'm not a judgmental style person. Amen. But when I see the reaction of a, oh yeah, that church over there, they're a little wild. Oh, they all got happy. And, and it's just another nice thing to do. 
It's just, oh yeah, and it's kind of a fun. I'm gonna tell you, it is kind of funny. The the responses, uh, varied responses of people who feel the presence of the Lord. Some people weep and some people laugh and some people shout and some, that's all that's good. But let me tell you something. It's really not a funny matter. It's serious, folks. And I said in the beginning, if I didn't really know the ins and outs of praise and worship, biblical, scriptural praise and worship, I'd be finding me somebody to teach me about how do I get started with this praise? Because remember, it's our only connection, our only avenue to God. Now, this church should be about God, all right? Remember, it's not about us because let me tell you what, we get to thinking it's about me and us, then you're gonna have some problems with anybody and other something that'll be dropped in your path. There will be some sort of a stumbling block. But when it dawns on us, this is not about me. Again, we're selfish. And I confess, I'm a little selfish, amen. But I have to tell us the truth and I'll take whatever comes to me here. You ever, some people are always miffed about something. Some folks are always upset about something. It's like a soap opera in their life. Everything, I'm mad about that. I don't, listen, it's not, it's just, if you don't get nothing else out of this sermon, it's not about you. And when that dawns on you, you can be on the way to church praising God. Amen, because we have a church. You can be driving in the parking lot before the first song starts. Amen, and you can be giving praise to God. Amen, you can share on your way into the house of God. Don't wait to get inside and see who's here or who's not here or what songs they sing or what the preacher preaches or how he preaches it to determine whether you shout or praise or have, no, 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 no. I got joy, hallelujah, because I've been praising him this week. I'm in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. It ain't about me. It ain't about me. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Genesis 5 and 1, watch this. I'm gonna give somebody a little tidbit of a Sunday school lesson right here. It's all God's word. Amen. Whether you just preach it or shout it or whatever, how you wanna do it. Genesis 5 and 1, just part of a scripture. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God, made he him. So God created Adam, amen. But I'm gonna just, maybe perhaps, I don't know all the answers to this, but maybe, maybe, hallelujah, give you some food for thought, amen. I believe that God was speaking of the emotion and the passion and the feelings of man that he had made. Let me, let me just finish this. Not the rational intellectual or reasoning of man. He, he's not talking about the physical body, in other words. God made man in his own image, made he them male and female, all right? Because here's why, it's if I've sift my rationale, and I'm preaching against kind of rationale in a way that you don't lean to that when you come to spiritual things, but yet here I am, here I am, rationalizing in this thing right here. He had to be talking about the spiritual because at that time, God did not have a body. I know that the Trinitarian Catholics and the pagans and all put together a three God Trinity. I understand that. God the Father, God the Son. The God. That's, no, that's not scriptural, okay? God is a spirit. No man hath seen God at any time. He did not and still does not have a body other than Jesus Christ. All right, and so could it be possible that I'm right here that when God said, I'm, I'm making man in my own image. Well, his only image he had was a spirit. Only image he had was a, a mind, all right? Amen, and he had feelings and he had emotions. No physical, that came later and that could have been in the forethought of God, all right? Now, I understand, I know, somebody triggered off some thoughts. I know if you don't believe in the Trinity, you're a cult. I understand that. Go ahead. Well, all the, all the disciples, that's what they were because none of them ever mentioned it. Okay, but nowadays, if you don't have, if you don't believe in it, then uh, you just, they just marked. In fact, people get scared of you. 
Well, just stay with us here, all right? Could it be that since Jesus, since God the Father, who they've put a body on and, a, and put him on a throne in a robe and the, and the white beard and the whole deal, that's not biblical. It does say he's a spirit. Last time I checked, you can't see a spirit. God was omnipresent. Somebody said, Jesus is at the right hand of God. How can you be at the right hand of everywhere? A lot of contradictions if you don't get this thing right. right. Hallelujah. Well, who was he praying to? Well, it was flesh praying to spirit, not God number two praying to God number one. Because he said, I am the first and I am. You can't be first and last and be second. No God beside me. I am the first. I am the last. I'm the alpha. That's why they crucified him, ladies and gentlemen, because he claimed to be God. Well, he was God, manifested in flesh. He is the image of the invisible God. Hallelujah. That's for another lesson, but hey, amen. I, I, just, I just don't want us just to go down a path just because it's popular, just because some popular preacher you know, followed some other popular preacher. Amen. I want truth. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. I'm talking about praise and worship. Amen. And that's going to get us in connection with this almighty, invisible God. He has a body now. Amen. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. But listen, listen, we have both the spirit as well as the carnal nature. We have both of them. I mean, I mean, that's who we are. That's how we were made. That's in all of our DNA. So I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to change any of that. My point is simply teaching us to open up the part of us that is usually suppressed or ignored. That's the spirit of a man or a woman. Hallelujah. In Matthew 14, let me, just, let me just try to build something under this. I don't have a long message unless God really you know, takes me down some roads here. But Matthew 14, remember Peter, I think Luke recorded it too, or Mark did. Uh, Peter walked on the water to Jesus. Remember that? Jesus had taught all day, sent them across uh, you know, the sea. He said, I'll meet you over there. Amen. In verse 25, watch this. They, were, they started across in the boat and, and the Bible said in verse 25 and the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them walking on the water fourth watch in other words the fourth that's like the last watch they had been going for a while isn't that amazing some of you have been going through some test maybe you could call it a storm and like God is this ever going to stop is my misery ever going to is this sickness ever going to let me go well, this is where they were right here. But here comes Jesus walking on the sea. Verse 26, and when the disciples saw him walking, this is obvious, this is, this is typical right here. They saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled, saying, it's a spirit, and they cried out with, for fear. It's amazing when you don't recognize who God is. That's why you need elders. Sometimes a message will go forth and Brother, Brother Ruck, and you understand this, tongues and interpretation of tongues, which again, another subject that people have ignored uh, in modern Christianity. You don't need any of that anymore, just need the word. I'm gonna get on that in just a minute. Amen. There's people come to me when a prophecy goes forth and they'll slip up after church. Was that, was that God or was that? This is what was happening here. Jesus himself God manifest in flesh, walking on the water in the storm toward them, and it, it troubled them, the Bible said. They didn't know, if, they, if they'd have known who it was, they'd have been shouting. Here comes our rescuer. Here comes our savior right now. They cried out for fear. People are getting in the middle. Good people, we're not talking about demons and ugly people. We're talking about good folks. A move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come sweeping through a church just like we felt it in our worship and praise earlier. Amen. And people get uneasy. They don't know whether, they don't know whether it's the devil or God. Amen. Find you a good praying person. Find you a leader or an elder, somebody that's been through this before and, and ask them. They'll tell you because they know the difference. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 27, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. God always tells us, that don't, don't worry. Don't be afraid of this, amen. Verse 28, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou bid me to come unto thee on the water. 
apparently, here's, here's my point. Apparently, Peter moved into another dimension to even consider the thing he asked permission to do. Think about that a moment. Can I come walking to you on the water? You don't, you don't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when one gets close, amen, to God, gets in the presence of the all. You start thinking different. You begin to see things differently than what you used to when you got in God's presence. You know, I say this quite a bit to people. They just struggle with our doctrine. They struggle with these things that we, sometimes we don't have the answer. Sometimes we just bring up questions. Can, I, can we have an opinion <laughs> based on the scripture? Some places you can't even have an opinion. Don't even talk about that. That's been settled. No, it's not been, it may be settled with you, but if it's in the Bible, it's not settled with me. We, listen, let me just tell you, we have permission. I'm giving you permission to ask questions. In fact, I don't think I've preached worth a flip if I don't create some kind of a question for you to ask. Now, what's going on with this, Pastor? I'm not into just the flow where you can, you can have your conscience soothed a little bit and, and then you can put your chin up a little higher and say, well, I went to church. Amen, God, don't you, aren't you proud of me? And, and I just do, did not do, no, no, I'm not into all of that because it's not about you. It eventually will be about your salvation. I'm into stirring us up. The, the book of Acts church, which is the history of the church, the early church. The church wasn't born, amen. The New Testament church wasn't born till Acts chapter two. Amen. And when it hit like a rushing mighty wind, it sat upon them, amen, like fire. And they began to speak in languages that they did not know, amen. Amen. Later on in the book of Acts, somebody said those people, amen, have come to our town and they're the ones that turns the cities upside down with their doctrine, with their teaching. In other words, they didn't just flow along with the ebb. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Amen. They never said join the church of your choice, by the way. Isn't that nice? Isn't that sweet? It doesn't ruffle anybody's feathers. Just join the church. Oh, that's good. No, no, no. Not one disciple, Jesus, not one prophet ever said that. They did say repent or perish. <laughs> and nobody wants to be going this way. This is what repentance means. They're going this way and got somebody telling you to start going the opposite direction. That's what repentance means. And none of us like that. It just stirs us up. I'm stirring some of y'all up right now. Y'all okay? Y'all okay? Don't worry. I'm not going to take another offering, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. Listen, the miracle worker, the great healer, the friend that sticks closer than a brother, that, that's who was in their midst, in their presence. Amen. Listen, Peter was a fisherman by trade. I mean, his life was spent on boats, working on the water, he knew full well what would happen when a person steps out of the boat into the water. No question about it. Amen. But, but, but this, this is the kind of thing that can happen when one is given permission from God. Amen. To step out. Amen. Outside and apart from human rationale and human reasoning. Amen. It's the exception to the rule. I mean, and, and guess what? Most people won't do it. You are in a minority. Most, most people are not going to. We have a few aisle runners here. And, uh, you know, you, you know that, most people are not going to do that. Amen. People stay in the boat. Hallelujah. You know why? The, the boat is our, is our safe place, our, our, our comfort zone. And like, oh, I'm just staying right here. I'm the quiet type. <laughs> I'm teaching somebody. You know what? Old Bartimaeus, amen, he heard about Jesus. A crowd was coming. Jesus always drew a crowd. And he heard about him being the healer and all these things. And the Bible said old Bart began to cry out. And he got loud so loud on the side of the road, he was blind, on the side of the road that people started trying to get him to calm down a little bit. 
could you like just worship a little more dignified? That wasn't about what he was about. He was blind and he heard about somebody that could give him sight. And the Bible said when they tried to get him to hold his peace and they said he cried out the more. He cried out the more. You know what? Something, somebody was coming his way. There was a possibility that things could take place in his life. Amen. So he wasn't about to let Jesus pass by without getting his attention. And that's exactly what he did. Jesus heard him. It drew, listen, could, could it be that we could get the shouting and get the, I know everything's not in a shout. I know there's some, there's some deep running, deep moving services and spirits where we're not shouting. In fact, I don't want you to shout. Amen. But that doesn't take away the fact that when shouting time comes, amen, that some folks get the feeling it not only way down in their heart or in their spirit, but they get the feeling it down in their feet. Amen. They get the feeling it in their emotions. Amen. They said, I just can't hold my peace and get the shout on. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Listen, the whole book of Psalms, well, lots of books, but the whole book of Psalms, amen, tells us to praise him on the drums and praise him on the high-sounding cymbals, amen, and on and on, praise him on the stringed instruments and praise him with a loud voice and praise him with a shout. It, uh, it, it, it just, it tells us verbatim how to do this. How in the world how in the world can somebody in a pulpit tell people that you can't do that anymore, that that's out of order? In fact, use scriptures out of context. The Bible said, let everything be done decently and in order. Well, let me tell you what, shouting is in order. Praising is in order. Making noise is in order. Think, Think about it with me. Think about it. Think about if you, I don't go to concerts, but you know, I might would go to a Christian concert, but think about it. If you, any kind of concert, think about it, country, rock, whatever it might be. Amen. What if, what if they told people, they said, now listen, we're glad you're here and you just paid your ticket and you're welcome here, but there'll be no, you know, you won't be getting up yelling and shouting. What do you think people would do? Their, fa- their favorite singer musician, man, he cranks down and, and that's why they're there. And for them to sit on folded hands and, you know, and crossed on, there's no way. Why? We are emotional beings. We're going to let it out for something or somebody. I want to do that. Hey, man, these guys are playing music. I want to get over here right in front of this glass. I used to do, I hate to tell y'all, I used to do this for the devil <laughs> or maybe just for the flesh. I mentioned it the last time, one of the last sermons, I, I, I embarrassed myself. I hope you don't lose confidence in me and faith in me as a pastor, amen. I remember driving up, now where I came from, it was old juke joints. It was just old nightclubs, just nasty, old dark. Yeah, I've seen them in the daytime. At night, it looks pretty cool, you know. He's like, ooh, look at the light. But you pass by the next day, look at this. It's just a trash pile over. Look at that. All their business is at night. But I remember driving up the old junkie nightclub. Just wasn't even old enough to go in. But one of them with some of my buddies or some of them, one of my older brothers going in, you know. And you hear the the sound of an old bluesy guitar, a live band. And you get giddy on the way in. Ooh, I can't wait to get in there. Y'all, some of y'all know, y'all look real straight-faced, but I know, Kim, I know y'all know what we're talking about. I'm right on your street right now. You know why? Because we're emotional people. Ooh, I can't wait. Hey, hey y'all stay in the car if you want. What's taking y'all so long? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in this place. They used to laugh at me. There's a, there was a nightclub called, called Hammerjacks. I thought it was some... They, they, they. Some of y'all probably been right there. Yeah, don't raise your hand. <laughs> and when I first heard that, I could see it advertised in the Baltimore Sun. That's back when we used to get the paper, you know. And I thought, I thought that was some kind of a uh, power tool or something. I said, they advertised the. Pa- no, it's a nightclub. <laughs> but you know what? It 
touched, it pulled strings somewhere in our feelings and our emotions. Listen, that's God given. In fact, that's part of God that he put in us, amen. So we won't just sit like a stone in a church somewhere. We ought to be emotional about this. We get emotional about everything else, amen. So why suppress that? Why push that down? Amen, especially when God said, amen, I inhabit the praises of his people. Yes, hallelujah. This is who we are. This is what we are. Amen. And we're all about God. And we're all about the things of God. Hallelujah. I got, I, I got off track. Let me get back. Y'all be seated just a moment. Does this help anybody at all a little bit? Amen. But folks like to stay in the boat. It's the secure spot. I'm okay, I'm okay. Can I pray for you, sir? No, 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 I'm okay. No, you need me to pray for you. <laughs> that's, they don't say that, but that's what you think. Amen. Hallelujah, you need to get out of the boat. Somebody said, Peter sunk. Yeah, he did sink. You know, when he got to looking at the waves and the wind. and yeah, The human, he had crossed over. He moved into a different realm, a different level of spirituality or when he even, you know, Ask God if he could come to him, but, 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 but he came back to himself, and that's what we do. You ever see people just pray through to the baptism? I mean, talk in tongues like a Chinaman. Amen. Jeff over here uh, last Sunday, Brother James, right here, he said he told Sister Kim he'd been hearing a, a language in his voice. Yeah, somebody tell you, oh, oh that, 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 tongues, that's the devil. Don't be doing that. Isn't that amazing? How can a preacher, how can a, how can a Christian of any sort tell somebody that? Of course, Sister Kim gave him the right. said, you know, you need to let that come out. And I, I don't think I've ever seen a more forceful. It's not time for us to be timid about this, folks. You think the world's gonna be timid about their cussing and swearing and telling you what they don't believe? And, you know, it's no time for us, amen, to get on the sideline and say, oh, yeah, it's okay, just join the church of your choice, and that's wonderful. No, that's not wonderful. You need to get in a truth church. You need to get into a shouting church. You need to get in a church that praises. You need to get in a church that pushes prayer and living right and showing up for church. Hey, the world is looking. Amen. They're looking for direction. You know, I don't want to come across as some know-it-all because I don't know it all. But I know a few things. Amen. And I know what I know. So we're just going to preach that, all right? Hallelujah. Amen. But just get in the boat and just stay there, and that's okay. No, it's not. Amen. Hallelujah. That's where everybody else is. Uh, that's where, at least that's where a majority is, but not me. Hallelujah. But, but he did go under. But see, I like to focus on the part when he wasn't under. <laughs> uh, he did walk on the water. What a, what a miracle. But, but that never would have happened if he hadn't have tried. Now, I don't know. I'm going to go off track here just a little bit. Once in a while, I go on YouTube, all kind of everything from motorcycle crashes to people killing themselves almost on skateboards and bicycles and all this. But I like to go on the part where people are just awesome, just wonderful. And that's when they, they don't crash. They turn eight flips off of the ramp on a bike, and then they just, and then they just glide. He's like, "Whoa!" You see those guys jump out of airplanes or off of cliffs, and they got those little winged suits, and then they go down the side of the cliff, and then they make their way between some kind of narrow little space. And I don't know how fast they're going, but they just got these little these little wing things under the, underneath. Not even wings, but but it, it holds. They know how this thing works. And I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not about to jump off a cliff. I don't care if I do have little wing suits on. <laughs> well, see, it'll never happen for me. <laughs> but it happens for people who tried. I, I don't know how many times they've crashed and killed and you know mangled. And I, I don't know. But, but it never would happen if somebody doesn't get out of the boat, so to speak. How do you know? Amen, what a good shout feels like if you never do it. How do you feel? How do you know, amen, how it's, if you're not gonna be able to walk on the water if you never try? Ooh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Glory Jesus. Glory Jesus. Glory Jesus. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You've been praying to get loose. I'm just giving you a little nudge right now. I'm telling you that it's decent and in order for you to shout and rejoice and run the aisles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated just for a moment. I'm all right. Am I time okay still? Hallelujah. Amen. But remember again, the Bible said not just spirit, you gotta worship in spirit and not just spirit and not just truth, but spirit and truth. You gotta take the whole, gotta take the scripture here. Take the whole scripture. No, no, notice something here. I think we all know this, but let me, just, let me just help us with this a little bit. The definition of sin, now you could you have all kind of definition, but here, here's, a, here's a foundational definition. Uh, the, the definition of sin is, is simply lawlessness. Lawlessness, all right? Somebody said it like this, and I just jotted it down for a note because I didn't want to mess it up. Amen. The possession of an independent will is man's proud but perilous boast. Let me give that to you again. The possession of an independent will is man's proud but perilous boast. We're so stupid about spiritual things that we're independent and we brag about it. Nobody's telling me what to do. I'll decide that. I'm not going to march and fall in line because somebody, no, no, I'm, we, we brag about being independent. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But that's called lawlessness. And lawlessness is sin. In other words, independence. I mean, you know, I love this country. You know, they, we can have, and we do it pretty often. It's my choice. Ray Charles, nobody sings America like Ray Charles. Oh, beautiful. And then I shouldn't even said that part. I just messed it all up. And I can tear up. You know, I, I love, but, but our, our country was founded in rebellion. We rebelled. I'm happy that they did and part of me. But see, that was passed on. We're proud. And it kind of gets me. I may be the only one that does this. I'm proud to be an American. No, no, I'm thankful to be an American. That's the proper word instead of using the word proud because the Bible says pride goes before destruction and that scares me, all right? Hallelujah, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Hallelujah, amen. But, but our, a man's duty and safety and happiness demands some things, amen. One of those things is that, that this will be subordinated to the will of God. That's, that's, it, that's giving up. That, that, the whole foundation of the truth, amen, is giving and surrendering and, and, and giving up. But we don't want to do any of that. We've got to worship. We must worship in spirit and truth. There are many good religious leaders who, I'm going to just probably cross the T and dot the I here just a little bit, all right? A lot more to teach here, and I'm, uh, but my, I realize my time is not uh, too much longer here. There are many good religious leaders who study scripture with the best of intentions. They feel that they can intellectualize their way to God. That's another part of it. That's just a little cross of the T here. Oh, I know that the Bible, Paul said, study to show thyself approved Amen, unto God, rightly divided. I understand, study is in there. So we're, let me qualify that. We're certainly, you know, we're for studying, all right? But you can't figure your way to God. Let's get in us a class. Let's get our iPads and our notebooks and let's get a, now let's learn all, listen, all of that's good and well, but if you don't add worship with that, at some point, if you don't, if you don't add praise to all that intellectualism, then you just, you'd be the guy that was the walking Bible that I talk pretty often, Sister Donna. Amen. I couldn't wait to meet the guy, you know, 
And I could call his name right now. I won't do that. Amen. But I mean, the guy could just quote the whole scripture and tell you where it was, who told you, tell you all about it. Just amazing. Had this photographic memory. But he had a spirit like a devil. You know what he needed? He needed a good praise and worship service. He needs somebody to lay hands on him and release the power. Listen, he had intellectualism. He had it figured all out. He read it so many times and memorized it and figured it out. And he just, people just oohed and odd over this guy. He had the most arrogant spirit. He had no patience with people like me that couldn't remember all those scriptures. He doubted my call into the ministry, looked down on me, talked down to me. I couldn't wait to get away from him. That's not God, folks. You got problems with somebody, amen, you can't stand to look at somebody, you need to pray through and get the spirit working because God is love. God will tolerate, put up with, forgive, go the second mile, turn the other cheek. That's what God does. We can quote all the scriptures, show up, amen, look like a Philadelphia lawyer. It don't matter. You can know the Bible backwards and forward, know all the, you know, everything about it. But if you don't worship, and if you don't know how to praise, then, then there'll be some kind of stumbling block right in front of you. Listen, the reason I can preach this is simply because I live in a human body, and I know how this works. I cannot pray. I cannot worship. I cannot make my connection with God. And there are certain things that'll happen, people that'll walk by and I can't stand them. I do this in prayer once in a while, just to test us. Let's pray for people and people got prayer requests. If you let open it up, people just got, so many people got things they need and, and you know, we just, let's pray for soldiers. And so we pray for all this. And I find, okay, now, your best friend, let's pray for them, you know. Oh, yeah, let's pray. We just be my best friend. And right in the middle of all that, I just say, you know what? Now find somebody you don't like. And let's pray for them. And people, I don't want to pray for somebody I don't like. They don't say that, but I can see it. I can see it in the spirit. Like, I'm not praying for them. Why? Because we don't want anything good to happen to them. We just want good things to happen to people that we like and that we approve of and like us and smile at us and please us and do what we want to do. Listen, listen. one of the first things we learn when God called us to preach, amen, that people's not gonna pay much attention to you. You might as well get, rid of, you get ready for that. That's like Brother Tenney said, there's two things, only two things you need to know when you become a preacher. Number one, there's a God and number two, you ain't him. And so there are people rejected. You just get ready for that. But some folks just can't understand that. I don't like them because they don't like me. No, if, if you worship a little bit, amen, I'm talking about the power of praise and worship. It'll change your insides. It'll get on the inside of you, hallelujah, amen, and you'll look up, tears streaming down your face, and you'll see somebody you used to didn't like and didn't approve of, and you know what? They look a lot better. You know what, I think it's gonna be all, that's not you doing that. You just got out of the boat, amen. And you know what, I think this thing can work, amen. Why? Because you're not being selfish, you're not looking out just for number one, you're thinking about somebody else's welfare right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I better get going here. All right, we, we probably need some juking and jiving music up here to make me sound spiritual if y'all want to get ready. According to Isaiah 55 and 9, God knows that we do not have the ability to think our way to him. I'm on, I'm on some of you intellectuals right now uh, trying to help you out of here a little bit. I said, God knows that we do not have the ability to think our way to God. Isaiah 55 and nine, for the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Praise, 
And I know I'm hopping back and forth on the intellect and on the, you know, on the feelings and the emotions and the, and the praise part. Praise, by definition, is an expression of love to God for the things he has done for us. Now, worship is a little, little different for that. It's a different level. You praise for what God does for you. You worship him for who he is. And that's when you understand that, you know, you start looking at the Godhead again. Like we bring up every once in a while here. And it's a thorn in some people's flesh because I don't have to split it up into praying for the Father and the Son. And the, you know, I just, I just pray to Jesus or I just say God and I know that it's just one God. That's what the scripture teaches. Hallelujah. It's a little more focused here. And, and that's when the worship can get deeper when you're like, you know what? I know who he is. Hallelujah. In fact, I have his name all over. When I went down in water, somebody said, no, no, there's none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. And so that name is called over me, the name that's above every name. And when I call that name, hallelujah, amen. He's God manifest in flesh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise and worship are the twin highways that take us to God's throne and into his presence. You want to feel God? You want to get this presence? Learn how to praise. Hallelujah. Learn how to worship. Teach us how to do this. The disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. Nothing wrong with that. Amen. This is, this, a lot of these things just do not come naturally. Hallelujah. But it's no wonder the enemy of our soul tries to discount the value of this kind of message and just tell us like, oh, it's just a nice thing to do. No, 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 no. It's much deeper, much serious, much more serious than that. I have the privilege, and maybe this will help somebody a little bit. I have the privilege of being a daddy, father, and a grandfather. And when, listen, we're made in God's image. And so I like sometimes to feel like as, as, as far from God as I am and as human as I am and as many mess ups and mistakes. As I, you know, I, I hate to do that, but, in a, but, but that's what the scripture says. We're made in his image. And I feel like when I have feelings sometimes, I just feel like God has those same kind of feelings. Because there's folks who wonder why we, God requires worship and praise and isn't that kind of arrogant? That's basically what people feel like. And some even, some even say it. Amen. But when one of the little ones, and I'm a daddy and a popo, when they come to me with outstretched arms and I hear the words, Brother Jerry, that says, I love you, daddy, or I love you, popo. Instantly, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. They have my undivided attention. You, you want to get God's attention? Give him worship. Give him praise. Amen. Amen. When my son calls, I, I, when I get away from my son, I, I, I get to feel, I get to praying and I get to thinking about things that I've let go by and slip by and times we could have and should have went fishing or would have, should have went, we talked about it the other day. You know, we just need to just set a time and go golfing and get out on the golf course and just, just hang out together. But I, I, I can get to thinking about the times we didn't do that and we had good reasons, good excuses, at least we thought we, we did. Hey man, I just feel like we, we lost some things that we never can get. But, but, but when he calls me just to see how I'm doing, He didn't forget me. He cares about me. It just does something that nothing else does. And I just kind of have a feeling that when we just, we don't, we're not having a problem, not, not, not anything more than usual, but we just come to God and say, God, I just, I just want to tell you that I love you. I'm just going to worship you a little while, God. Oh, God, there's no God like you. You're the only God. Beside you, there's no God. There was no God before you. There'll be no God after you. You're my friend, God. You always understand me. I, I immediately, I immediately feel the, 
presence of the Lord. You know what it feels like. You know what it feels like. You've been places where you, you knew God was somewhere, but he wasn't there. And then you feel the spirit of the Lord move in. Like, I know you're here, Lord. That's how you do it. I feel like God feels the exact same way that I feel. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for people who care and are grateful. Hallelujah. A son, a daughter, a granddaughter, a grandson, enough to say it. I love you, Papa. Love you, Daddy. Oh, by the way, Sister Hyann quoted this yesterday to you. Amen. Thanksgiving is the foundation of praise to God. Say it again. Thanksgiving is the foundation underneath our praises to the Lord. Amen. It's the outward language of our inner humility. Think about it. We quote it all the time. Psalms 104. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You, you, you're not going you're not going to praise, amen, God for very much if you don't have much to be thankful for. Amen. Sister Hyann's test came back benign. Amen. We were all, we were all worried about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're thankful. Yesterday, Yesterday, I just drove up. She was out in the parking lot talking to Melissa. And I just drove up, or Chad drove up, and I was had the window down. And I could I could knew it before you said anything because you were just beaming. Amen. What, what was happening? She had good news. She was thankful. Amen. That's the foundation for prayer. Listen, listen, if you hadn't had trouble, Somebody wondering why I'm going through, why am I going through all of this? What's all this happening? Why is God, you know what? But put you in a place. So when you come out of that and come through that, and some of us are smart enough and been through it enough that we just praise God even while we're in the trouble. We just praise God while we're still sick. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand together. I'm just about done. I need one more. When we begin to understand just how powerful all this is, I really believe just the understanding of it gets us, it, it's a step right into the divine, hallelujah, divine territory. When we start understanding, ooh, that's important. I, I gotta, I gotta get my hand up. I gotta clap my hands. I've gotta worship. I've gotta do something. That, amen. The more we worship God, the greater His power becomes in our lives. This is why the enemy fights it so much. This is why we struggle to this the flesh. The enemy's gonna discount it. Tell you don't worry about it. Just be good. Just show up to church. Don't forget to pay your tithe. You'll be fine. No, no, no. That's all good. But we need to learn how to worship. Job of old must have understood something about this. You know the story. Amen. Job said it, you know, he lost everything. Amen. But in Job 121, he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. And then he said, The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The fact that Job had lost everything that he owned, including his children, had nothing to do with his worship to his God. He said, I'm a worshiper. He was the wealthiest man in the ancient days there. He was a worshiper. Everything was taken away from him by thieves and fires and whirlwinds and you name it. He just kept on worshiping. What's that got to do with anything? I want us to get to the point where situations and life conditions and health, you know, we can learn to just praise God. Not just because we get blessed, but, but just praise him because he's who he is. Hallelujah. I, I heard a story, and I'll do this in closing, many, many years ago, of a man 
whose wife had died, lost his wife, while standing at the graveside, this, this good Bible-believing man, he quoted the scripture that, that uh, I just read us. He said, he just kind of breathed it out. He said, the Lord giveth and the Lord takes away. But it so happened that his pastor was standing near this man, just trying to be a help to him and a support. But the pastor said, now finish quoting that scripture. You quoted part of it. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And there his wife was in the grave and not even covered up yet. And it reminded the man that he needed to just not say that God gives. And, no, no, no. He said, and the man spoke it out. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If he's giving or he's taking, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, thank God for blessings. Thank God for when things go my way. Hallelujah. But if they don't go my way, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, I feel like giving him praise. Hallelujah. You feel like leading that song? Do you have that song? Yeah, let's just try it. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. In his presence, there's pleasures forevermore. There we go. We got it. Sorry. Didn't rehearse. It's of joy. You believe that? Come join us around here. His right hand. Pleasures forevermore. Oh, what fellowship divine. I am his and he is mine in the presence of the Lord there's fullness of joy if you believe that sing it with us in his presence there's fullness of joy at his right hand treasures forevermore oh what fellowship divine I am his and he is mine in the presence of the Lord there's fullness of joy. Come on, sing it with us. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, pleasures forevermore. divine I am his and he is mine in the presence of the Lord there's fullness of joy oh don't you want the joy of the Lord amen the Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength don't you think it's time that the church of the living God Amen, ought to strengthen up just a little bit. Amen, not just be some kind of weak, anemic something here. No, 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 we need the power and the strength of God. Well, hey, it's in the praise. It's in the worship. It's in the magnification of the Lord. I want to call his name out. In fact, I want to shout it out. Amen, where everybody can know what we're about here. Amen, the power I'm telling you, there's power in praise and worship. I, I want somebody to start asking questions. I want somebody to start saying, tell me, how do I worship? How do I praise? You know, there was times in, in Israel's history, amen, when the enemy would come in 
Amen. And God, in one point, told one of the kings and the leaders, said, I want you to set praisers and worshipers. Now, you're going out to battle. It's time to get the swords out and, and time to get you know all your weaponry out and, 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 and all get ready because we're going to fight. But before you do that, you're going to send praisers out. That's their job. Their job is just to give praise to God. And the Bible says in this one place that the enemy that was out to destroy Israel, amen, they heard the praises of the praise singers and the worshipers. And, and, and God must have turned up the volume because it was so loud that it frightened the enemy and they ran away. Listen, I've always preached that you can praise the enemy right out of your life. You can praise him. Amen. You can praise your way through every situation and every problem. This is our, this is our way to get through this right here. This is how we're going to get through this. I'm going to lead you, all right? Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. We're going to shout with the voice of triumph. Amen. The sound of victory. The sound of deliverance. Brother Solomon. Amen. Brother Solomon, how are we going to get through this? Hey, my brother. Bless you, sir. How are we going to get through this? How we do it? It's, it's unprecedented. Amen. How, how are we going to overcome? Amen. I can't wait to hear people talking about it, Brother Green. How'd they do it? They had no special talent. They had no special ability. They really didn't know much. Amen. But they knew how to praise. What happened? God gave a revelation. I said a revelation he let us know that there's value it's important while the world is suppressing it even religion is discounting its value no 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 I can't wait to get to God's house hallelujah amen can't wait can't wait to get your wife in the baptismal tank that's step number one come on put your hands together I gotta get it out. I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. I gotta praise. I gotta praise and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. Come on, everybody, look right here. Come on, everybody, show you how to do it. I gotta praise. I gotta praise. I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise, I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise, can't stop praising his name, I just can't stop praising his name. Jesus, praising his name, I just can't stop, praising his name, I just can't stop, praising his name, Jesus.